I wouldn't be doing what I do today to the extent I'm doing it if it wasn't for me finding my power in that birth. And that's not talking about medicated versus unmedicated or like getting a medal for having the birth you want. There's stuff beyond our control and there's stuff within our control. So the goal isn't the outcome. The goal is allowing yourself to be and allowing yourself to know that this birth is going the way it needs to go and I'm gonna flow through it. I've got this. This is Pros Talk Pregnancy, the no BS show that's not afraid to get real about all things pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and beyond. I'm talking with visionaries and game changers who are challenging the status quo and changing the world one pregnancy and one birth at a time. I'm Lindsay McCoy, mom of four, lover of the mountains, seeker of knowledge, exercise physiologist, birth doula, and childbirth educator. Basically, I'm an all-around pregnancy and birth nerd. My passion is making pregnancy, childbirth, and recovery better and empowering professionals and families alike. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today is going to be a solo episode and I am going to be chatting all about what I call the labor flow state. So have you ever been doing a task, maybe running a race, cooking a meal, writing something, doing homework, reading, even giving birth where you felt like time melts away and you have effortless momentum? You're fully present, focused, and the mind is clear of fear and distractions. Sometimes this has been called or people talk about being in the zone, right? Maybe you were running and it's just like you're flowing. Alternatively, maybe you felt what it feels like to be in the opposite of a labor flow state. For me, 2020 was a very clear opposite of flow state. You know, I'm starting to write something or work on something. And then a kid ran out and needed something. You know, I was constantly getting pulled out of that flow and it made it much more challenging for me and for probably most of us to get things done. And it's because we were unable to maintain and stay in our flow state. So I have really taken and combed through a lot of the research on flow state and I have adapted it and coined the term labor flow state to explain this place that we need to ideally go into during our brain during the birthing process. When we go into this place in our brain, this is where we have access to our intuition. This is where we intuitively find the positions baby need. We intuitively, and I see it. This is not just something in research. I have attended hundreds of births and I have found when people find their flow, they are so intuitive. They know what their baby needs. They know when they should drink more water. They know when they need a position change. And my ultimate job as a birth professional, sure, I know all the biomechanics and I know how to create space and release things and do all these fancy tricks that I love teaching folks. But ultimately, the brain rules the body. So we cannot, let's say there's a labor stall, right? And things aren't progressing for whatever reason. Of course, there's lots we can do with the body to create space. But if the brain is 
inhibited, if the brain is fighting that process, we could do all the, you know, sideline releases we want. It's not going to be quite so effective unless we address the labor flow state. So first let's talk about the flow state and then we'll go deeper into what it is and how we can get there. If you are a birth pro, this is going to be really helpful because one of your ultimate jobs is to make sure that labor flow state is being well supported. If you are expecting a baby, this is also essential for you. There are things we can do during pregnancy and things we can do during birth to encourage this flow state. And the beautiful thing about this, not only are we more intuitive, we also have natural pain relieving mechanisms and hormones. It puts us into a place of our brain where we're not so focused on those intense sensations. They simply are right. And so this is why a lot of times people will, you know, those people who were not in the flow state at that birth will be like, man, that was, maybe that was really challenging. And that birther goes, Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like we forget, right. And it's because we are in this altered state in our brain and this is ideal. This is, this is a necessary part of the process. And in fact, those who can't seem to get there can really, really struggle both body and mind, right? Cause our mind controls our body. If you were a, you know, one of our ancestors, I'm, I, you know, maybe this never happened, but let's say this, or you're an animal you're running from a predator, right? Your body needs a mechanism to slow or stop this process until you can get somewhere safe, you know? And so now you're hopefully not running from any tigers during your birth, right? It's probably very rare, especially in our modern industrialized regions. If you're listening to a podcast, hopefully you're not running from tigers regularly, but I don't know. And, but the thing is we're running from them all the time in our brains. And so Maybe we've gotten out of that place where we're physically running from them, but we're mentally running from them. And that body and the brain don't really see the difference. And the body reacts by slowing or stopping that process. And so not only is this going to make it feel better and have more access to intuition, it's also can make the process more efficient, right? I'm all about efficient. You know, that's kind of what I dedicated my life to is making this process easier for folks. And we, you know, I'm really into the body, but you can't not address the, the mind if you're going to see really good progress in the birth. All right. So what is the flow state? So in the flow state, what happens in the brain is that we are moving out of what's called the prefrontal cortex. So the prefrontal cortex, kind of in the front of your brain, is that place in the brain that's responsible for cognitive control, processing information, focusing attention, predicting the consequences of one's actions, impulse control, managing emotional reactions, planning for the future, and coordinating and planning complex con cognitive behaviors. Essentially, it also helps prevent socially unacceptable behaviors. So you can see if you, any of you have teenagers, I have two teenagers, the prefrontal cortex is not yet fully developed in them. So you can see why sometimes teenagers struggle with things like impulse control, because it's still developing. I'd have to, to Google or look up when it, uh, when it stops. I think it's somewhere in the twenties, actually, when it gets fully developed, interestingly enough. So I, I may have even had babies before mine was fully developed. Maybe that helps, you know, I don't know, but here's the deal. 
when we go into the flow state, we allow that prefrontal cortex to take a little bit of a back seat and we allow the deeper, more ancient limbic brain to kind of spotlight, right? This is where the prefrontal cortex loosens its control. The birth birthing person's behavior changes. You'll see them enter what sometimes is known as labor land. Maybe they stop talking, they close their eyes. You know, I joke, I, I love it when my clients, you know, go into the bathroom, close the door, fully clothed, and they come out just completely naked, just flowing. You can see, you can see it in their eyes, honestly. Like it's this beautiful shift into this place where it's just like you're flowing. Maybe they're moaning loudly. They're behaving more instinctually and without inhibition. How much of our life are we kind of inhibited, right? Like you wouldn't moan like you would moan in labor when you're at the grocery store necessarily. You know, it's maybe not a socially acceptable behavior most of the time. Yet during birth, it's not about being socially acceptable. It's about going into this intuitive place where we are not overthinking the intensity of this process, right? If I, you know, I talk about my second birth sometimes in 2009 and I I spent a lot of time preparing my mind for that birth. After my first first birth, I really struggled to find that flow the whole time. And as a result, it was super painful and I wanted something different for my next births. And so I prepared my mind throughout that journey. And I remember in that very efficient, quick, I think two hour, three hour birth, I remember that if some, I, I did not remember feeling any sensations of what others would call pain right? My brain was in this place where I did not interpret the sensations in my body necessarily as pain. Now it took a lot of prep work for me to prepare my mind to not accept, expect pain and things like that. So that's a story for another day. However, in that moment, had somebody got me back into my prefrontal cortex by asking me a question, does this hurt? Is this painful? And I would have come out of that limbic brain. I would have gone back into the prefrontal cortex and I would have interpreted the pain like consciously, like, what am I feeling? Does this hurt? And someone introducing that idea, I probably would have said, yes, this is painful. But because no one asked me that, because I was allowed to fully flow, my brain simply did not interpret the sensations that way. And so I can say I had a lot of sensation at my birth. It was very strong. It was a sensation that took all of my attention, but it wasn't necessarily pain. And that is a part of that flow. We, it's a protective place to help us to stop overthinking the intensity of labor and allow us to simply be, to simply be in that process. And so it's a really powerful thing when we allow ourselves to get there. So now that we've kind of talked about it, you're like, yes, that sounds great. I want to be there or I want to help my clients to be there. What? Let's look at the research now. This is flow state research. Again, I've adapted it for the labor flow. There are two things that the research has shown us prevent the flow or can pull us out of the flow. And when you hear these and I explain them, you're like, oh yeah, I can, I can think of a time that this has made it impossible for me to stay or enter into the flow. The first one is distractions. You know, I talked about 2020, all the distractions of my kids during the work day. Um, think about that during your birth. 
think of all the potential distractions that could occur, especially if you're planning a hospital birth, right? There's more distractions there. There's beeping machines. There's bright lights. There's the intake questions. There is, you know, people coming in and out, checking blood, asking questions. There's vaginal exams. There's, you know, there's a lot of different things that could distract us from that flow, right? And so one of the one of the biggest things, not the biggest things, but one very important part of my job as a doula is to help minimize and prevent those distractions. And if you are, maybe you're not planning a doula or your partner can also really, I find it super important to prepare the partners to understand this in pregnancy so they can be with me supporting minimizing those distractions. It's kind of often a more than one person job, especially in the hospital. So we're dimming the lights. We're getting maybe LED candles. We're setting the scene essentially. What, and this is something that you can prepare in pregnancy. What are some things that would make you feel really good in your space? What are some things that would help minimize distractions? Certainly letting your partner know if there's questions that they can answer, they can answer for you, right? You know, so prepping them with some of those intake questions, you know, if, there are questions that you need to ask of the birther. Can we wait until they're in between? Can we find the right time? You know, can we, as Abdullah, I'm always kind of talking and moving in this certain way that's a lot more gentle and, you know, avoiding those distractions. I have found when I act that way at a birth, that it kind of shows and gets everyone in the room more into that flow. You know, there, I can't remember who said it, but someone said, or maybe it's in the research, it's, it's better not to flow alone. When we flow together, it gets even more powerful. And so um, I learned from Dr. Carol Phillips of Dynamic Body Balancing. She talks about, she calls it entrainment. It's this ability of our nervous systems to entrain with someone else's nervous system and flow together. That's how as a doula, sometimes I can be more into it, intuitive at a birth. I can know what that per- person needs because I am so deeply flowing with them. Everything else melts away. I remember even when I was nursing a baby, you know, at home and I'm at a birth, it's like everything else fades away except that birth. Maybe that's unique to me. I don't know. But I just, I think I can't be as intuitive to my client when I'm distracted myself. And so it's about going with and entering into that flow with someone. Maybe you're moaning together. Maybe you're helping them sway. You know, maybe you're slow dancing. You can entrain with your partner even better, right? Because then there's those love oxytocin hormones flowing as well. And so everything we can do to minimize, prevent distractions, you know, I could do a whole episode on that, but it's really about setting the scene for your birth, planning that ahead of time and also doing it at the birth itself, right? So distractions, this is not something that I believe that birther should be fully responsible for. This is really to your team. Okay. The second thing, so first was distractions. The second thing that the research shows us prevents us from going into the flow is the balance between the perceived challenge and the level of skill. So what does that mean? Basically, that is confidence, the belief in oneself. If we believe that we are not equipped to handle what is happening, we cannot flow. 
And you'll see this sometimes at birth. Let's say we get to transition really strong right before pushing stage, the end of dilation, very powerful time. And sometimes a time where people can get a little shaken. They can say, oh, this is too hard. I can't do this anymore. You know, this is a good sign when we hear those words, when we hear this verbalized as birth professionals, we know that they're getting out of the flow. And there are, again, this was in, it would be a whole nother episode of what we can do as birth pros to help someone get back into the flow. There's a lot of different strategies. You know, maybe there, I remember a very specific birth. She wrote this, it's, it's online somewhere. She's written out this whole story. I'll see if I can find it. This was my second time being her doula. So the first time was twins. That one's on, she put all those videos online as well. It was beautiful. Vaginal twin birth, unmedicated. Second birth, she is having a singleton. This episode is brought to you by the Body Ready Method, our game-changing, interactive, fully online course for perinatal and birth professionals who want to elevate the way they serve their clients. We teach you how to help your clients prepare their bodies for a more functional pregnancy and efficient birth and teach you what to do when, during birth, through the lens of birth biomechanics. Gain confidence and new skills to support your clients. Sign up for the waitlist for our next cohort at bodyreadymethod.com. And she, it's just a little different than the first time, you know, she had a couple different things coming up. I think for her, it was a cervical lip and it was just very strong and intense towards the end. And she was starting to lose it. She was starting to to breathe a little heavier, starting to freak out. I was starting to see the tension in her face. Okay. This is the sign that she is feeling like this is too much. She's feeling like her confidence is shaken. She got that exam. She was found. Oh my gosh, I'm not yet 10 centimeters. How can I go on? You know, these things that can happen. And so it's not something where you can't, you can come in and out of the flow, but she was clearly coming out of the flow and starting to feel really overwhelmed. And so in that case, what I did, and it's going to be different based on the personality of the birther, right? Everyone needs something a little different. So what she needed, I took my, her head in my hands, you know, in a loving way. I said, look into my eyes. I said her name, look into my eyes. Let's breathe together. And, and I, and I gave her a little pep talk. I don't remember what I exactly I said, cause that baby is eight or nine right now, but I, it was something to the tune again, cause I'm so entrained that it's like the words coming out of me are the words that are needed. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, but I, I basically, told her, gave her a pep talk, told her she's got this. We breathed together. She recentered. And it's funny in the story, she goes, all the monies just for those five minutes. That is what I hired you for, for that. Because she was like, oh, Lindsay's pretty chill and kind of relaxed. And so when she took charge like that, I knew I had to snap out of it. And I instantly did. And she flew and she had that a beautiful birth. So it's not something that you can't come in and out of. So if during your birth or your client's birth, you're seeing, seeing the signs that they're out of the flow, you got to know how to get them back there. Right. So let's talk about ways that we can encourage the flow, both during pregnancy and during birth. So this is absolutely something that you can prepare ahead of time. And please do. Everything is easier when we have practiced and prepared. If you are, you know, maybe our society tells us really scary things about birth. You know, we're constantly inundated with negative messaging 
And so how do we expect ourselves to be surrounded by that throughout our whole pregnancy? And then just to go into the birth and just feel good and positive and believe in ourselves. It doesn't really work that way. And so one of the things that I really strongly encourage is affirmations. Think of affirmations as your mental vitamins, you know, like we have to take, we have to move our body in, in beautiful, good ways every day. We have to get healthy food every day for, you know, nutrition. And then we need nutrition for our brain too, right? We need this mental prep. It's so key. And affirmations are a really simple, easy way to do that. Right. And so listening, I, it was a really big part of my own preparation for my own births. You know, I would find a track, I would cue it up, I would hit play and I would listen to it every single day. You can listen to affirmations when you go on a walk while you're doing the dishes, you know, my kids would get involved sometimes and I would really say them in the, you know, to myself as me, I am this, I will have this, you know, we really want to always, when we're, we're speaking to ourselves and what we're hoping for and preparing for, we always want to speak to the positive about ourselves. And if it's ever something negative, we would speak it not as ourselves, right? Because we're always wanting to prepare and expect the best and expect what we want. It's just like you wouldn't prepare for going on a ski trip or competing in a ski race is because I'm a skier. So this is the one I use. You wouldn't prepare for a ski trip by watching a bunch of videos of avalanches and being like, Ooh, I hope there's no avalanche or, Ooh, I don't know about what if I fall? What if this, what if that, and, and always focusing on the negative, that's really a really challenge, you know, or if you're planning to give a speech, would you, would you visualize yourself falling as you walked up to the stage? You know, it's very clear in sports psychology and mental prep is a really big part as you get higher and higher in athletics. And it's this, it should be the same for any part of our life. And I, you know, I wasn't really good at this until birth. Funny enough, I was a pessimist by nature, always expecting the worst. And when I found the power of this for birth and how this transformed my birth experience, it changed my life because now I really expect the best and mentally prepare for everything I want in my life. Right. And I expect the best and it's really helped me so much. So that's the first thing is really getting those affirmations and doing it regularly, right? It's not something just like you take vitamins one day and the rest of the month you eat McDonald's cheeseburgers. You're not going to be as healthy as if you ate healthy food and took your vitamins every day, you know, have a cheeseburger every once in a while. No big deal. I love cheeseburgers, but not every day and, and make sure you're counteracting it with the positive stuff. Okay. The second thing is to plan and prepare your team. And, you know, this is something we would, if you're a birth pro listening, this is all stuff you want to make sure your uh, clients understand. So you can prepare your body and your brain all you want, but if your team is going to be flicking on the lights and interrupting you and not respecting your flow, it's going to be really challenging. You never want to fight your way through birth. And so it can be stressful to switch, but one of the most important things for getting the birth you want is having the right team supporting you. The third is, of course, I love to say, and it's so helpful to, if you can hire a doula, doulas are professionally trained to help you to stay in and to, to get in your labor flow state. This is like our 
one of the things that I find why having this continuous support of a doula, the studies show how much it improves outcomes. And one of them is, I believe, our ability to hold that space energetically and to allow and support and protect that flow. I see it almost as I'm like this bubble. I'm making like a hug motion right now. I'm like this bubble. I always just want to protect that birthing person and their space as much as I can. And that doesn't mean I'm like doing anything to like get in the way of them and their medical team. It's more of like a, a mental holding of the space, not a like, get her out, get away. You know, we can do this all in a really, hopefully if you have a good team, a really beautiful way. All right. And now the fourth one is to pack your bag, to set the environment. So what things would make you feel comfortable and able to relax and flow? Maybe it's your own, your own outfit, right? Something comfy that you feel sexy, you feel happy, you feel beautiful in, you know, maybe it's led candles or maybe real candles. If you're out of the hospital, maybe it's the music you love packing of getting a variety of different playlists. Maybe it's, it could be so many things. I've seen people string up lights, uh, like uh, twinkle lights around the room. I've seen people put pictures, bring their own um, pillow, their own blanket. There's so many things you can do to set the scene, no matter where you're birthing. I've even had people, you know, put something over the clock or over the beeping machines and certainly asking them to turn down those machines if they can. So those are some really beautiful things we can do in pregnancy to encourage the flow. There's other things as well. That's not an inclusive list. If you have, you know, gone through something traumatic, if you have had a previously traumatic birth, you're going to, you're going to need to work even maybe more at it. Maybe you need to see a therapist. There's so many different ways, you know, hypnosis, therapy, EMDR. There's lots of ways that we can work through things mentally, meditation, um, to, and you'll find it for your own self, what makes sense for you and your life, but definitely we need to prepare our mind now in birth. Let's talk about what we can do in the birth itself. So there's a lot of different things and we've already kind of been going through them, the environment. There's other things as well. We can choose to find a rhythm, you know, a rhythm with our breath, a rhythm with our movement rhythm helps us to go deeper. So maybe, maybe it's a rhythmic rocking of the hips. Maybe it's a repeated swear word. <laughs> I've seen that as well. Whatever helps you flow. Interestingly, there's a study speaking of swear words that shows that swear word, like saying a swear word loudly can actually have a pain relieving um, mechanism. I should see if I can find that research, but really cool. I thought about making a Instagram reel about it and I just haven't got around to it, but it's really cool to think about just finding that rhythm, finding that maybe it's a sound. I love helping people to make, you know, those low guttural moaning sounds if it feels right for them, because it's actually even going to vibrate the uterus thinking of that. Oh, sound and thinking of the vibration that happens. And that can be really beautiful for introducing some relaxation to those tissues that need to yield. Um, what else do I want to say about that? Oh, as a birth pro, modeling what I want the rest of the staff to do. So a story I have for this, I was the doula for my good friends. And uh, one of them's my cousin and her husband. They're very good friends of ours. 
And uh, I was her doula for her first birth. You know, she was she was not planning anything specific. She wasn't the, you know, even the type of person I assumed would have a birth plan. Maybe she was kind of like, eh, I don't know, I'll just show up. Here's my doctor, closest hospital. And I said, well, you know, I don't, of course, I don't care what she does at all, but I always want people to know that they're in charge, that they have a choice. And I want them to know what those choices are, whether it's to get an epidural or to not get an epidural or to be in the hospital or to be at home, whatever it is, I want them to make the best decision for them. And so she was like, all right, I, I would love, you know, I don't know anything about this. So I'd love to have you, you know, be my doula. She took my childbirth class and then I was at her birth and she invited me and, you know, it was her partner, her friend, I think maybe two friends. I I can't remember it again. This baby is now in second grade. (laughs) So it's been a while and they all kind of start to blend together, but it was a beautiful birth. And I remember she was so in her flow. She was, she wasn't even at, she was at a hospital that actually wasn't very supportive, but I was, we were rocking it. We had the lights down. She was flowing. She was in water and we got like a shower head and was just like, she was just letting it drip slowly over her head. And it was just this beautiful birth. And she's, Oh, that was, you know, that was pretty, pretty easy and not too bad. I, you know, I think I can do this, this next one without you which is totally cool. Great. So her second next birth she has uh, a couple years later and she had her friends there. Um, and she goes, man, after that birth, she goes, what did you do with that first birth? This was second one was so painful. No one, my friend that was so great during the last birth was just like on her phone, just not paying attention, this and that. And, uh, she realized there's a lot of things that we as doulas do a little tricky, sneaky. We're like sneaky support. You know, I was like, everyone in that room was doing what they were doing. Cause I was kind of setting the scene. You know, I was saying I was quiet. Oftentimes I'll quietly tell the partner or the friend, like here, give her a sip of water or I'll do something or say something, you know, to that birther to encourage them. And then I'll notice like someone else is kind of speaking in that same tone or that same inflection or that same gentle touch. Right. And so we as professional birth support really can help everyone in the room. I think people think that I'm there to take over for their partner or their friend. And that's not the case at all. I'm kind of like the manager, I guess the director I'm helping everyone. There's always plenty to do. Right. And so we are seamlessly helping everyone to support that birther. And so my goal at the end of that birth is not to have someone say, I could never have done it without you. My goal is for you to say, wow, I'm freaking amazing. I did this right. And secondary, my partner, my friend, my birth support. Oh my gosh. I want to see them come together if they want to come together. Right. If that is you know, not every, every partnership is a little different, but if that partnership wants to be really like close and supportive, I am all about that. I love that. And I will coach you to get there. And so again, that's the beauty of hiring a good doula, but also just allowing everyone in the team to support and flow with you. I think, you know, I didn't have the words back then, but I think really what I did was I was helping everyone to entrain. It was like, we all entrained to her. And when I wasn't there to kind of introduce that flow, it was like someone who is a great person, a great friend, but it's not their normal environment and it can be overwhelming. And so it can be hard to know how to go there with someone. I think that's the beauty of someone who's been at a lot of births. 
And the final thing I want to say, because there's so much I could say on this, the final thing I want to say is that you, the birther, consciously choose to flow, to allow yourself to go there, to tune into your breath. I have found breath to be one of the easiest and most beneficial ways of us to allow ourselves to go there. You know, these deep, slow, easy breaths. It's a choice, right? Just like, you know, other things are a choice when our reactions are always a choice. When my kids spill a glass of milk on the, on the floor, you know, I can choose, I, I have a myriad of options of how I could react. I could freak out. I could yell at them and, oh my gosh, how dare you? I could say, oh, well, all right, let's just take care of it. You know, there's a, there's a lot of different reactions. I can get really overwhelmed or I can just calmly deal with it. Right. And sometimes our reactions are a result of our own inner environment. And so if I am in a upregulated, overwhelmed environment, I'm stressed, my reactions maybe won't be as well. But if I can, as much as I can take care of myself, do this self-care, do the inner work, do my affirmations, you know, per, like be more healthy in mentally as much as possible, it can help me with how I react to my life and also how I re react to my birth. And so again, that goes back to prenatal prep. We can prepare during pregnancy. We can expect ourselves. And then we also need to choose to go there in that process. It can feel scary. You know, it's not this place you're, you're used to being, but I personally have found so much power in going through that, the, my four births and how much I learned about myself throughout that process. And for me, it was really a catalyst for powerful change in my whole life. I wouldn't be doing what I do today to the extent I'm doing it. If it wasn't for me finding my power in that birth. And that's not talking about medicated versus unmedicated or like getting a medal for having the birth you want. There's stuff beyond our control and there's stuff within our control. So the goal isn't the outcome. The goal is allowing yourself to be and allowing yourself to know that this birth is going the way it needs to go. And I'm going to flow through it. I've got this. I have all the strength I need inside of me, and I'm going to allow the people around me to support me through this journey. So I hope this was helpful for you. May this process be a catalyst for change for you in your life. If you're a birth pro, may you see this as something you can do within your own life, your own business as well. How can we believe? How can we expect the best in our, in our work, in our business, in, in finding clients, right? I find that we can do, you can do positive affirmations for your business, right? There, this is just this idea of allowing ourselves to mentally prepare and allowing ourselves to work towards allowing our brain to go into that flow state in that process of birth. So if this episode was helpful, I would love it if you would leave us a rating or review that really helps us to get out into the phones and the whatever you're streaming on for the people who need it tag us put it on social media let people know about this flow state and let me know if this was helpful and go forth and flow thank you for listening to pros talk pregnancy we are passionate about making the childbearing years better and as professionals when we work together that is when we see the greatest shifts 
Is there a topic that you would like for us to dig into with an amazing birth pro that you know? Or do you have a question around pregnancy, birth, or recovery that no one has quite yet been able to answer? We wanna bring you the topics that you want to know about. So please submit a question, topic, or guest suggestion for the chance for it to become our next podcast episode at www.bodyreadymethod.com slash podcast dash submit. See you next time.